0: Well, it's definitely been a challenging time lately. Due to recent events, the IRS gave us extensions and some leniency while they were shut down anyway. Well, no more. Take it from us here at Travis Watkins Tax, the IRS is back, and they're back with a vengeance. I mean, somebody's going to have to pay back those government stimulus programs, right? Well, there's good news. The IRS's Fresh Start initiative is still around And guess what? It's operating much better than we even expected. Lots of our clients are paying less, sometimes substantially less, than they owe with the help of the initiative and Travis Watkins Tax. It truly is a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to wipe the slate clean and get back into the tax system. Do you want some help with your taxes? Right now, I want you to call 844-958-1178 and set up a time to chat with us about your tax problems and getting them fixed today. Don't wait around any longer. There's a window here that may soon close where the IRS sees enough economic recovery generally to cut back on these historic deals, and you don't want to miss out on that. Call us here at 844-958-1178 or log on to watkinspodcast.com. And be sure to mention the Fresh Start initiative so we know to give you first priority in getting you handled immediately. IRS problems are scary, but they don't have to be. Travis Watkins has been helping troubled taxpayers with customized plans to negotiate with the IRS and stop immediate threats to their livelihood so they can get a good night's sleep again since 1999. Now, here's Travis. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's installment of Employee Retention Credit Questions and Answers. I'm your host, Travis Watkins. Let's jump right in. We've got lots of questions here, but uh, two of them are very important for what we've been seeing and what we're doing. And the first one has to do with the um, analysis of how to calculate the retention credit for your employees that you kept in 2020 is the one we're specifically talking about today because it's a little bit different. And um, so we'll jump right in. The way that you uh, calculate the 2020 retention credit is laid out in this thing called the uh, IRS Note 2021-20. And it's a clarification of a bunch of different changes to the retention credit that the IRS has tried to give some instruction on. And it's actually kind of a surprising calculation. So let's look at the rule first. They say in this note that the period during which there is a significant decline in gross receipts. And now remember, there's three different ways essentially to jump into a quarter to qualify for a quarter in ERC. First of all, is if you've been fully or partially shut down by government order. Second of all, if you've suffered a significant decline in gross receipts, and that means different things for different years. And third of all, if you have suffered some type of a supply chain disruption. So what we're talking about on this question is the second one, the significant decline in gross receipts and how do you calculate it? They say it's determined by identifying the first calendar quarter in the year 2020 in which an employer's gross receipts are less than 50% of its gross receipts for the same 45, excuse me, for the same calendar quarter in 2019. I had a little Ron Burgundy moment there. Uh, I'm reading straight out of the uh The the law here. The period during which there is a significant decline in gross receipts ends with the quarter, uh, with the earlier of January 1, 2021, or the calendar quarter that follows the first calendar quarter in which the employer's 2020 gross receipts are greater than 80% of its gross receipts for the same calendar quarter in 2019. Okay, that's a mouthful. Let's break it all down. So you're looking at a 2020 quarter, you're trying to find a 50% reduction versus that same quarter in 2019 to compare it to. Okay. So the example that they give right there in the IRS memo is this. Uh, they, they said an employer had a quarter one of a hundred thousand dollar gross receipts. And in 2019, they had a, uh, they had $210,000. So that right there is a greater than 50% reduction in gross receipts. So boom, Q1 we know is going to qualify because it it falls in that 50% or greater thing. The cool thing about this calculation though is that, uh, let's take a look at quarter number two in the example. They say in 2020, quarter two, the employer made $190,000 and in 2019, that same quarter two, they had made 230 thousand dollars. So that's only a 17 percent reduction. That's it's 83 uh, percent is the exact amount of uh, 2020 versus 2019. And I'll I'll put these eventually since this is live. I don't have this available, but I'll put this eventually into the video. But uh, that's an 83 percent. Um, of what 2019 was. So uh, that would be the end of the, you you wouldn't otherwise be able to go beyond quarter two. But since this calculation is phrased the way that it is, it says that um, you get to include the quarter right after that 50% uh, reduction quarter, then you're going to be able to include quarter number two. You're not going to be able to go on to quarter number three because it's it's 80% uh, or greater in quarter two. It's at 83%. So under that one, not only would Q1 qualify under the significant decline in gross receipts rule, but quarter two is going to, even though it, uh, it, it has uh, the employer earning at least 80% of what they made in 2019 because of this rule of getting to follow the next quarter in for the purposes of the calculation. So very cool, very good question and something to be very aware of. Now, if quarter two in that example had been less than 80%, you're going to be able to include quarter number two and quarter number three, which in that example is 230,000 made in quarter three of 2020 and 250,000 made in quarter Three of 2019. So even though that's 92% uh, made in 2020 of what they made in 2019, in that little example, if, it, if Q2 had not been 80%, you would be able to also include quarter three. Okay. Hopefully that's clear. A little bit confusing, but uh, very important because uh, you're going to get a trailing quarter whenever you can show that 50% uh, rule. Okay. Hey, podcast, do you want some help with a tax problem you're facing? Give us a call at 844-958-1178 to talk to one of our tax experts about getting you some help today. Also, if you're a business owner, for a limited time, the IRS is rewarding employers like you with up to a free 26000 bucks per employee for keeping workers during the pandemic and beyond. Most employers qualify even if you receive PPP Rounds 1 and or 2. It's called the Employee Retention Tax Credit. And there's still a bunch of the $400 billion Congress earmarked for it still available. But like all government programs, it's subject to change at any moment. So hurry up. Take the credit. You won't regret it. Call Travis Watkins Tax for the Employee Retention Credit before it's gone. Call Travis Watkins Tax today to qualify at 844-958-1178. And if you're a business owner with a payroll or company tax debt, you're not otherwise disqualified from receiving this credit. In fact, it's a great way to get out from under the debt as the employee retention credit can be applied against your tax balance. We can help with that. 844-958-1178. That's 844-958-1178. 958 1178 Now back to your podcast. Next one, um, supply chain. We continue to get more and more questions over and over about supply chain in this, uh, in this program. And, uh, let's let's break it down a little bit the the big confusion i think comes from the ru- rule itself and i'll i'll just read it to you if an employer's workplace is closed due to a governmental order for certain purposes but the employer's workplace may remain open for other limited purposes the employer's operations would be considered to be partially suspended if under the facts and circumstances the operations that are closed are more than a nominal portion of its business operations and cannot be performed remotely in a comparable manner. So here we're talking, remember, there's three ways in, going back to it, uh, three ways into the employer retention credit. First, closed down fully or partially by governmental order. Second, if you had significant receipt, uh, significant decline in receipts, or this third one, supply chain disruption. So we're talking about Part three, supply chain disruption, what is it and what is considered to be um, more than a nominal portion of the business being affected by a supply chain disruption, okay? So later in the rules, it gives us a little bit of, of some indication of what is nominal, and it says the mere fact that an employer must make a modification to business operations due to a governmental order. Does not result in a partial suspension unless the modification has more than a nominal effect on the employer's business operations. Whether a modification required by a governmental order has more than a nominal effect is based, again, on the facts and circumstances. A governmental order that results in a reduction in an employer's ability to provide goods or services in the normal course of the employer's business of not less than ten percent will be deemed to have more than a nominal effect on the employer's business operations. So there it is, ten percent uh, reduction uh, of business uh, deemed to have more than a nominal effect. Okay. So the way that that works, we've said it before. If part of your business was affected by a uh, supply chain disruption or had been somehow choked off because of a governmental order, something out of your control, then you're going to be able to use supply chain disruption as your way in for that quarter. Uh, It has some examples. Occupancy restrictions at a restaurant with indoor dining service may result in an actual and more than nominal reduction of the restaurant's ability to service customers. Okay, so um, indoor dining service, um, but no outdoor, or excuse me, indoor dining service affected by governmental order, outdoor service, not. That's going to be uh, significant, not nominal. And you, you would be able to use supply chain in that in that circumstance. Occupancy, however, uh, restriction at a retailer with 40% uh, with 40 sufficient physical, uh, excuse me, a retailer with sufficient physical space to accommodate its customers regardless of the restriction will likely not result in an actual and more than nominal reduction of the retailer's ability to provide goods uh, and services to its customers. So the difference there is there was enough space to be able to accommodate any uh, like uh, social distancing type orders, things like that. Okay. So, it turns, you'll notice that the thing that's in common with both of those examples and with both of those rules and explanations is that the IRS has specifically said that it's going to turn on the specific facts and circumstances that are at issue in that unique situation. And What does that tell you? That uh, That is the warning bell, the, the sirens should go off, that it's all going to turn on a factual determination and who's the best person, who's the best professional to be able to uh, to help you. If you, God forbid, had to explain this to the IRS at some point in an audit, for instance, it's going to be a tax lawyer because we're trained to talk about uh, facts and circumstances, to be able to bolster certain facts and circumstances in order to fit within certain rules, and guidelines, all right? So if you're looking at these, if you're confused, um, be sure and check with a tax lawyer to uh, help you out with the uh, retention credit because at some point you may need them to uh, to, to shore up your facts and circumstances that were, uh, would be necessary to support your position uh, on that quarter or quarters that you've taken under supply chain disruption for the employee retention credit. We do those every day and uh, we're here to help. There'll be uh, notes here in, uh, in the notes section or on the podcast if you're listening to it to uh, help get you in touch with us to give you some assistance. All right. Thanks for watching and have a great day. Well, it's definitely been a challenging time lately. Due to recent events, the IRS gave us extensions and some leniency while they were shut down anyway. Well, no more. Take it from us here at Travis Watkins Tax, the IRS is back and they're back with a vengeance. I mean, somebody's going to have to pay back those government stimulus programs, right? Well, there's good news. The IRS's Fresh Start initiative is still around And guess what? It's operating much better than we even expected. Lots of our clients are paying less, sometimes substantially less, than they owe with the help of the initiative and Travis Watkins Tax. It truly is a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to wipe the slate clean and get back into the tax system. Do you want some help with your taxes? Right now, I want you to call 844-958-1178 and set up a time to chat with us about your tax problems and getting them fixed today. Don't wait around any longer. There's a window here that may soon close where the IRS sees enough economic recovery generally to cut back on these historic deals, and you don't want to miss out on that. Call us here at 844-958-1178 or log on to WatkinsPodcast.com, and be sure to mention the Fresh Start Initiative so we know to give you first priority in getting you handled immediately. Have a great day.